to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Left Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 266 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope you all had a fantastic holiday season, a great new year. So great to be back behind the mic. I, I made sure to set aside like an extra 10 minutes to make sure I could turn everything on and get it working. Uh, I cannot believe tonight is going to kick off season six of the Lap Traffic Podcast. It's been a hell of a journey. Uh, five years in the books, five seasons in the bank, whatever you want to call it. Can't wait for season six. So much that I know we're going to have to talk about over the next, you know, 50 plus weeks by the time it's all said and done here. So let's get right into it. Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line to kick off season six, which is going to be awesome, making his unprecedented 21st appearance on the show. My good friend and yours from the PETM podcast. It's Andrew Sherwin. What's up, man? I mean, it seems like every time I talk to you, I'm in a different city now. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I say I hate all you uh, Detroiters and, and uh, Midwesterners that are cold as hell right now. It's cold as we'd like it to be in the South for sure. Coldest, <laughs> you can uh, have it back. You cold. can have it back whenever you want it back. Dude, <laughs> coldest day of the winter uh, so far today. Uh, fortunately, we really have not gotten a whole lot of snow. Uh, I'd say total accumulations have probably been under five inches uh, that's what she said uh, <laughs> that's where we're going um, but uh, yeah no we really haven't gotten a ton of snow but it's it's definitely uh, starting to get cold as it tends to do up here in Michigan yeah well I was trying to tell um, <laughs> I was trying to tell the, the person that I live with now that I uh, said so we got winter coming up for like the next 10 days like for real actual Normal for Georgia winter, which means highs in the low 50s and lows in the 30s. I'd kill She's for like, that. Ugh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's not going to be fun for us. But that it's all proximity, right? What you're used to. Absolutely. Because she asks me all the time, you know, for your listeners that may not know this voice or whatever. I used to, I did spend like uh, 20 months over in on the west side of Michigan, so I'm familiar with the what the weather's like and. I was like, you just get used to it because you everybody's in coveralls and and stocking caps and like gloves all the time, and everybody nobody cares what they look like because they're all in the same boat. They just want to be warm. Yep, absolutely. Yes, I, I am with you. So, listen, man, we we've got a lot to talk about, uh, and to be honest, the first half of the show probably isn't going to be a whole bunch of NASCAR, uh, but we we will get that into the mix. Um, you and I haven't chatted in a while, so you and I need to catch up. We need to catch up, Lab Traffic Nation, the PETM Posse. Uh, so we're just going to shoot the shit here for a little bit. Uh, PETM style, I've, I've got one sheet of paper here versus my usual book that I print out on a any given Tuesday. But um, before we get started, uh, I, I just got to steal the show for a second and and just kind of apologize to Lap Traffic Nation here. I kind of did this uh, on episode 265 way back in uh, November. But, uh, you know, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, 
tonight starts season six. And and season five did not end how I wanted it for me. Uh, you know, Sherwin, you know me well. I wanted to go all pomp and circumstance and and play the hype for, you know, a, a milestone ending uh, year with, with season five of the show. And uh, unfortunately, with my grandpa passing, uh, I just lost a little drive there towards the end of the season between, you know, him being sick, traveling for work, trying to get ready for the holidays, uh, Lindsay being pregnant. Uh, so I really kind of phoned in the end of season five to the show. And I apologize about that. And to, to continue with the transparency, everyone, I'm not sure how the start of season six is going to go because uh, the baby is due the week before Daytona. So uh, this year's show might look a little different uh, as things especially get kicked off. Uh, I'm definitely going to plan to do as many shows as possible on as much a consistent basis. Uh, gone maybe are the days of the two-hour shows uh, of season four and five and might be more closer to the 30, 40, 45-minute shows, uh, definitely going to do the Lucky Dogs, the weather uh, with with Aaron and Brian and Lap Traffic Fantasy, which if anybody wants to play, feel free to shoot an email to fantasy uh, or, yeah, fantasylaptraffic at gmail.com. Um, you know, definitely going to try to do the staples of the show, but uh, things might look a little different uh, to kick things off. So just wanted to be... Uh, as open with everybody there there's no doubt that we'll be here but uh things might look a little different so that's for well that happens man life life happens you know that it's been an intense uh two months since this season ended yeah i, I know yeah. it has been for you it has been for me it has been for a lot of people i know that i don't know if it's always been like that and i just hadn't been paying attention because of you know you know just being a a single bachelor all these years or what, but you know, it, 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 it's been a little bit of a wild ride since, uh, since the end of the season. Yes. Yes. So we got to get into that, but first, uh, Sherwin, I can't believe 10 years into, uh, Lindsay and I being married and, and we're, uh, we are less than four weeks away from having a kid, dude. <laughs> I'll tell you what, dude, I'm going to tell you, it, uh, I'm, I'm super excited for you and Lindsay and uh, especially excited for it to be a February baby. Uh, yes. Um, my, I myself am a, am a February baby. My family seems to be riddled with them as well. Um, my current girlfriend is a February baby. So it's yeah, a, it's I, a thing. We're Aquarius is in Pisces in the house. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my niece who turns four, uh, her birthday is February seventeenth. Uh, my dad's is February fifteenth, and and Alden's expected date is on Valentine's Day. So we'll uh, we'll 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 see when he decides to uh, make his presence felt. So. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I was supposed to be a January baby, but I showed up to watch the groundhog. <laughs> Six I was a little weeks. late. <laughs> a little late. <laughs> a little late. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, all right, man. So, uh, like you said, you know, you've you've had a lot going on. Before we get into all that, and uh, I, I want you to take as much time as you need with that. Uh, but first, man, how was the Christmas? How was the New Year's? I can't believe it's been a year since you were last up here celebrating New Year's with us. God, it seems like so much longer. Obviously, there's plenty to talk about, but um, just in the short 
term. I mean, I know we we had a lot of crossover before. I would assume some of that crossover still applies, so people know who they're listening to, or at least have a vague idea of who they're listening to. But um, yeah, so I I live with another human being now, uh, <laughs> which is a whole new adventure for me. She has four-year-old twins and a soon-to-be nine-year-old. Uh, so I went crazy, from man. being a, <laughs> I went from being a forty-year-old bachelor to being a forty-year-old, you know, uh, co-parent of three. Uh, so that's been interesting. Seeing kids do Christmas was from from the giver side, the provider side, is a pretty exciting experience. Um, you know, I, I I've done my best to assimilate to the uh, the concept of you know just treat them like they're best you can like they're yours and then you'll enjoy everything more sure um, so i've I've kind of taken to that it's it's been a while I, i'll i'll suspend some of the things that have made christmas and new year's and stuff different i can't believe that yeah, it was you know uh, what five or six days ago a year ago that i was coming home yeah. from having visited you and Lindsay uh, up there in detroit and uh you know i, I think it's it's safe to say i'm I'm plenty healthy enough now that the only thing I'm waiting for is, you know, figuring out what ne- what's next for work. And then it, once you get that baby settled down, when I'm coming back to Absolutely. Detroit. <laughs> yes. And you're bringing your golf clubs with you this time. That's that's a hundred percent. Yes. I got a brand new set. Well, new to me. Right. Right. I haven't talked about that either. <laughs> I've got. Uh, a set of uh, originally forged ping I, black dot I2s that haven't been swung yet. Nice. By yours truly. So yeah, I'm we, uh, pretty excited about those. There, I, I will tell you, you know, as uh, you know, as we were talking about the weather a little bit ago, you know, as as short of a golf season that the state of Michigan has. Um, it has some impeccable golf courses. There's one public course that's literally a quarter of a mile from the house that we call the shooting gallery. But, uh, you know, we take a 20-minute drive, and, and we get some very nice golf courses around here, which is awesome. So, yeah, uh, we, can, we can squeeze that in. Lindsay has promised me that <laughs> – excuse me. You know, the show will go on and that I get to still play golf. So uh, I am going to hold her to that. <laughs> and, uh, we'll see where we're at. But, yes, definitely you and I have a date on the golf course uh, this uh, early summer at, at the latest. So, yeah, I hear you. Well, uh, I mean, it wouldn't it'd be pretty cool to drag Kristen with me and uh, just let let her and Lindsay play baby. Absolutely. And we'll go play golf. <laughs> Don't tempt me with a good time. I'm I'm all about that, man. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, all right. So uh, speaking of New Year's, real quick, uh, you know, last night was the uh, national championship game, Alabama and Georgia. I feel less bad about Michigan shitting the bed to Georgia since they at least won the national championship. It makes that pill a little easier to swallow right now because, man, did Michigan play. That's not the Michigan that finished out the uh, the season beating Ohio State, beating Iowa. Uh, but I think maybe they they were probably fatigued, and it's a different ball game when you're playing Georgia and Alabama. It it is as much as you, I mean, if you're outside of that bubble, you don't you don't want to say it, but there's a reason why I turn it on, even though I'll talk some smack about the SEC, and mostly I'm not really talking smack about their football teams. I'm talking smack about their sidewalk fans, 
you know, I, you know, I'm just joshing for anybody <laughs> out there that's listening, but you know who I'm talking about. That's it, it gets a little, you guys have the same thing going on up there. Yep. With We're Michigan, called Walmart Ohio State Wolverine stuff. fans. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of the way it is down here, you yep. know, and then we just, we just have, it's like, you know, the Southeast has cultivated this baby that is college football. And that's really all anybody cares about down here. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you, it's like one of those things where we all have friends that go to that school that we hate. So we're happy for them in the moment, but I'm not I excited for all the red and black that I'm going to see over the course of the next uh, three or four years. Right. Well, it's, it's just like, we all, we all have, uh, like you, you know, uh, with, with my Kevin Harvick, uh, fandom, you know, like, all right, I'm happy for my friend that his driver won, but man, I can't stand that that driver won on the same breath. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, that, Hey, that's been a lot of fun for me kind of, I mean, cause you and I never, I mean, we just hadn't even really ever talked driver smack at all i don't i don't think i guess i don't really subscribe to that idea very well no i would say um, the only time was when we were in darlington and 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 harvick wrecked uh chastain in the xfinity race i think that was the only time that uh you and rusty <laughs> laid it on a little thick because we were actually in person so it was deservingly so so. Yeah, I I do recall that 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 was definitely a thing that happened. But you know, through all that stuff with Chase, it was just kind of like it, we just kind of talked about it and laughed. You're like, yeah, this is yeah, you know. And and now with podcasting, the way that stuff goes, and those guys are sort of spilling the beans, and you know, Harvick's one of the best interviews in the sport. It's hard to hate the guy, really. Yeah. I mean, you know, he talks about why he does certain things, and you're like, well, you know, a lot of this is. You know, this is me supporting my team. Like they expect me to stand up for their hard work, and and if that means I got to say something silly, stupid, or just a little out of control, then I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I I, don't, I, I mean, I respect that. Yeah. Just absolutely. like I respect, you know, Chase flipping people off and you know calling, saying goofy things. Like I get it. I mean, I, I, I they're all they're all trying to wallow out their space, and that's the only way they do it. It's different. Than college athletics, for instance, where you have 50, 60, 70, 100 guys, you know, in race car driving, there's one dude that gets on television. Yep. There's five guys that do all the work that you see kind of happen on TV. And then there's the 300 people at the shop that nobody ever sees. Yes, 100%. Yeah. You know, I, I I'll, and I'll tell everybody, uh, you know, Harvick fan aside, if you have not if you're first if you have not listened to the Dale Jr. download with Kevin Harvick, um, that's probably one of the best interviews and, and shows that I've listened to. Uh, I, I thought that was fantastic, great insight. Uh, those two kind of buried the hatchet and, and let it all out from when they had their uh, little spat uh, from a few years ago, talking about when Kevin Harvick uh, made a remark to the degree of. Um, you know, this, you know, juniors hurting the sport, so to speak. Uh, you know, they they aired out grievances and, and talked about everything. So uh, I, I can't recommend that specific episode enough. I thought it was fantastic. 
Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, the Dale Jr. Download is the best racing podcast that that is in syndication. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, All right. And then we can get into some other stuff, but I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the Lions and the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Lions close out the season with a win against Green Bay's practice squad. And we'll get the number two pick uh, in the draft with no quarterbacks on the board. Um, You know, I mean, it was a it was a lion season to a T. Uh, they, they, they go out there, they win some games that where they could have gotten the first, uh, you know, first pick overall, uh, they, they have a tie in an extended season. Uh, Jared Goff, you know, shits the bed for the first 12 weeks of the year. Uh, Dan Campbell, new coach, yet everybody loves him. Like, I mean, it it was just 100% your typical lion-esque season, and I'm going to go write them a check for $1,500 in about three weeks. So, (laughs) Yeah, I tell you what, I don't – you want – if being a sports fan is what really drives the entertainment side of of your life or one of the big slivers – you know, I sit there and I struggle with the thought of going and, and handing over another $450 to watch whatever it is that Georgia Tech is doing on Saturdays in the fall because playing football, I'm not sure that's what it is. <laughs> and, you know, and you you have some expectations. You're realistic if you understand what you're looking at and, and what, what all the different components are. But at the same time, it's like this is, this is bad, you know. And it's like you talk about the Falcons. You're like they got all this neat stuff. They got this owner that has more money than he knows what to do with, but overall, pretty disorganized from the get-go. From for for 20 years now, under Arthur Blank, you've got two bright spots that ultimately look like really nasty smudges. Uh, when you the further you get away from it, the less you know, the more I don't know rust. The, the it's not patina anymore; it's rust from being in the Super Bowl. It's like ugh, yes, kind of like. You know, because you look at what happened since, and you're like, okay, that was was that an accident? I don't know. It kind of almost looks like an accident, right? Yeah, like that was the outlier. Uh, hey, at least at least we're not the Giants and giving away a free large Pepsi. All right, <laughs> uh, the Giants. <laughs> I no, I didn't. But I, as much as the other cities around the country are talking about the once proud New York franchises and how they're just. They're just not holding up their end of the bargain as far as being a New York City franchise is concerned. It's like, I don't know how you fix that because it looks like it appears it must be a lot harder to fix than, you know, you would think it is. Yeah, well, and you wouldn't think it would be that hard in a market as large, as dedicated as the fan base with the financial resources from the fan base with uh, TV money and advertising for that market. Like, you know, you would think, you know, it would be a little easier to fix than, say, Jacksonville, you know, like, it, but it may not be in the grand scheme of things. And, and just to fill you in on that, so uh, I don't know, it was a couple of weeks ago, the Giants sent out to their season ticket holders that it was uh, season ticket holder appreciation day at the stadium or whatever, something to that effect. And the appreciation was a free medium 
Pepsi. They weren't even going to go out and, and go all out and give you like the souvenir take-home cup. It was going to be the free medium Pepsi and the paper cup. And then people lost their mind because it wasn't per seat that you had. If you had four season tickets, it was a singular free medium Pepsi to the one account holder for the season tickets. So. God, you talk about short-sighted. <laughs> oh my God! Like, wow. Yeah. Uh huh. Un- that's unbelievable, especially when you consider what the markup is on everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. At an NFL stadium, and then consider what the Keystone is on a soft drink. Right. It's like a hundred thousand percent or something. Yeah, it's absurd. <laughs> it's yeah. absurd. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right, man. Well, listen, uh, you, you mentioned a little bit ago, got a new girlfriend. Uh, lots been going on with you, man. Take the take the mic, man, and, and fill everybody in on, on uh, you know, what's been going on with you over the last few months. Whew. Yeah, I, you know what? I should have written some of this down so that I don't ramble as much. But um, so, yeah, for, you know, new listeners, old listeners, whatever co-host PTM podcast. We ran ours for five years too. We're basically, we're on the same pace as Brandon there for, for quite some period of time. And that all ended on, I guess, June 1st. I felt like crap there. You can see the episode on YouTube. You can see that I don't look, it was like the first episode ever where I didn't have an alcoholic beverage. And that that's the rest of the discussion is, you know, I got that really super happy, fun time diagnosis of you don't get to do this anymore because you did it too hard for too long. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't get to make the decision for myself. Somebody had to make it for me because it almost killed me a couple of different times over the course of the next mm, month or so. And so I've since about June 2nd have spent the, that time since now um, in some stage of recovery from that from the affliction of of (laughs) overdoing it for a long 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 time and i i hope by maybe sharing a little bit of of my um my process that that somebody may be able to come to the conclusion on their own that it might be time to check up a little bit um or at least see your doctor regularly i hadn't seen a doctor in 16 years chances are really good i don't end up going into a hospital after the local police kicked in my apartment door um, my sister from Ireland, uh, not, she's not from Ireland. She's in Ireland called in, uh, you know, a, a bed check essentially. And they kicked my door in and dragged me to the hospital. And I was about as close to death as you can get. Um, I was most of the numbers that registered in my blood test said that I was dead. So I just happened to not be. Um, that's pretty dire, but that's reality. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it seemed like every time I saw a new doctor, they're like, yeah, well, the, you know, two out of three people don't walk out of here with that condition or three out of five people don't last six months on this condition. And, you know, you made it to this stage. Yay. Maybe you have 18 to 24 months or maybe you maybe you have two or three years uh, you know, if you if you behave yourself to all the way through a process of, you know, you told me what I can't do. Let me show you what I can. I went all the way from, you know, having an outlook of two years to I don't even need a transplant for probably 
10. That's um, incredible. I, I don't have to see another a doctor again for another two months. And uh, so things are coming up, you know, coming up pretty good for me in that respect. Obviously, there's a lot of other aspects of life that have to get cleaned up. Um, one of the things that helps is to be gainfully employed if you go through this process, which is why I would suggest that you choose to do it on your own and not be forced into it. Thankfully, I had a lot of really, really good friends that were basically by my bedside holding my hand through some of this stuff because uh, it did come down to that to a degree. And uh, and then just along the way, just kept proving doctors wrong and proving them wrong and proving them wrong and having really aggressive doctors helps, having a really good insurance program helps. I know not everybody has that choice, but if you do have good insurance, take advantage of it. That's the reason why you pay for it. Absolutely. Um, so do that. Uh, you know, do all the, do all the things they tell you to do. You know, I mean, you can't, you're, some of this is luck. Okay. Some of this is just pure genetics on the bad side and the good side. And you, you have to, you, you have to make conscious, good decisions for yourself. Uh, and you know, cause nobody's going to do it for you until they you know, basically take the wheel out of your hand and say, you're not in control anymore. Uh, you know, we're going to do it for you until you can until you can handle being an adult again. And that's an interesting place to be at 40. It's an interesting place to be in a bed at 40 and have a doctor come in your room and say, you're not supposed to have this at 40. Like, what's going on with you? And I'm like, well, I do. So now what? Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what age I am and this is what I got. So let's fix it or do whatever we can to fix it. You know, I want to live to 80 that's the goal. So let's figure it out. Uh, so I got halfway more to go as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I've lived up to my end of the bargain. I'm 200 and let's see, let me pull it up really quick. So I get it right. Uh, health notes as of today. Oh, I'm in the wrong page. Of course I am. Right. Sorry <laughs> to your listeners. Oh, you're good. As of today, I'm 224 days without an alcoholic beverage. It's awesome, man. Uh, don't even care. I go to places all the time where they serve. It's not even a thing. Um, if you can get mixed up with some friends that have already gone through this process, that certainly helps. Um, my girlfriend's been sober for the better part of seven years, minus a blip here or there, a decision she made on her own based on some things she didn't like about herself when she drank. Um, but she's also a parent, so that played a role too. So anyway, I, if anybody hears this and has been thinking, you know, maybe I do this a little bit too much, well, you probably do. And it doesn't mean you have to quit. It's not the end of the world. You can still have fun. One of the really cool things about it is you can go anywhere you want, whenever you want, any time of day, no matter what, because, haha, you're not drunk. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, there is that. that I mean, that... <laughs> You know, I, I, I've come to realize since then through a lot of reading, a lot of soul searching, understanding personality that a lot of it for me had to do with knocking the edge off anxiety. It wasn't that I really enjoyed being drunk that much. It was that I get really anxious in social settings around people that I don't know. And I was I was knocking those edges off just a little bit too hard. Sure. Well, man, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're here. I'm glad you're talking with me. Uh, as I said before we started recording, you, you look fantastic. 
Uh, color's good. I, I mean, you, you just you got a good presence about you uh, from a Zoom perspective, which says a lot, I think. So, um, you know, uh, kudos to, to, to you and, and your dedication to uh, – to, to not succumbing to it and, and wanting to kick this thing in the ass and, and persevering. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's been a wild ride. There's been a lot of things that have been really sort of exhilarating about it. You know, I mean, obviously I, I haven't, I haven't dated anybody in probably 15 years and I went from date three to living with current. <laughs> hey, when just you like know, that, you which know. Is, there's easy to, there's, I mean, the older you get, the easier decisions like that are to make. But um, I did something else I'd never done, which I know you, you're audio only, but you haven't probably seen this. Um, I got a I got a tattoo to commemorate the whole process. Uh, I don't know if you can see this or not. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, it's a big blue rose. Um, yeah, that's really cool. It it's all about my sister. I wrote her a really nice note just totally scared shitless that she would hate it because we're not really tattoo people in our family and she said you know what i love it and you wouldn't believe this but i was thinking about getting a rose tattoo myself and i was like well that's pretty cool that's awesome man um so that's yeah uh, so now i'm like a pseudo dad and i have a really cool girlfriend somebody i've known since high school we joke about that all the time that we've known each other for 20 oh 26 years That's crazy. <laughs> we were never we were never really friends we just knew who each other were we were a little bit both too shy to speak to each other which is super ironic <laughs> um but yeah i mean you know i'm i'm itching right now like whenever this is over i'm packing the car back up and i'm headed south you know i live 30 miles away but my parents got the good internet so <laughs> <laughs> We're out in the sticks with the goats and the chickens. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you know, it, it's crazy when it's, you know, I, I got a buddy, uh, you know, Zaylin, you know, him and I would have gone to high school together. We went to the same grade schools, but we went to different high schools. And it's just like high school just seems like it was yesterday. But then you start doing math and you realize, shit, it wasn't yesterday. <laughs> like it wasn't anywhere near yesterday. And uh yeah, uh, that's that's crazy how, you know, people that you met early on, you know, you, you're still connected and associated with. And uh, it's that's crazy. That's awesome, man. I'm so happy for you. Well, I appreciate it. You know, it's been a hell of a journey. And to have that be a, a part of it, man, that, when you got somebody that you can just it doesn't matter what you do, you know, they're not they don't have any interest in in the party and stuff and you don't have any interest in it it just makes life so much easier uh you know we're supportive of each other and that's it works really really good absolutely absolutely um well man what do you say you want to uh you want to talk a little a little racing here a little bit is this a racing it's podcast? A racing isn't, what I, isn't that what I ask every week on PETM back when we were doing? Yes. This is a racing yeah, podcast. Are we supposed podcast. to be talking about racing? Is right. that what this is yeah. about? 
Well, uh, all right. So before we do that, I'll do a quick, uh, quick little social media plug here. Uh, everybody, you know, check out the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com, especially if, you, if you're playing fantasy. Uh, that's where the updates go, all that kind of stuff. Um, I may mess around uh, with TikTok this year. I don't know. Uh, people send me videos on that all the time. It's funny. I don't know. Maybe we can get a following there. Might might test it, see what happens. It might die after a week. Who knows? But all of that's all at Lap Traffic PC. Uh, I still have that giveaway. Uh, I got a piece. At, you know, I thought I was going to give this away before the season ended. So now the the stick behind it of uh, the playoff battle between Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott's kind of faded away a little bit there. But I've got a piece of sheet metal from Kevin Harvick, and I've got the 2020. 124 die cast race win version from chase elliott that i'm giving away uh at six thousand followers and i'm under 300 to go so i've got that all going on uh good stuff coming i'll get back to the usual shout outs all that kind of stuff as as things get into the mix here uh a little a little more and we get closer to the season uh stay tuned in a couple weeks i'm gonna have last year's fantasy winner on and the update to the new rules for the fantasy league this year uh i am really excited i think this year obviously will be the best yet because it hasn't happened yet so i i know it'll be intense sure when you go you gonna try to play fantasy again this year I, i'll give it a shot all right I, you know my <laughs> my sticking power for that just is really is atrocious Fair enough. but uh Fair enough. I'll, I'll give it a shot no worries no worries uh, all right. Oh, all right. I meant to tell you this shit before we get into the racing. Um, you know, for, for those that are some diehard listeners to both of our shows, uh, we all love to smoke uh, our barbecue uh, stuff, some pulled pork and, and all that. And uh, I, um, I got Sherwin when he was up here. Uh, last year, this pack of, of rubs called Bone Sucking Sauce, which in my opinion is one of the better rubs out there. It's, it's awesome. Uh, and I needed to order some. And I actually went to their website, Sherwin, and they actually make a barbecue sauce on top of the rubs. And I bought one. And it is amazing. It is just really? as good as the rub. Uh, you know, it's like a 14-ounce jar for 7 bucks, so they're very reasonably priced. Um, I ordered some extra rubs while I was there because that's what you do. And uh, quick shipping, and I would highly recommend you giving their barbecue sauce a try there, sir. Well, the dry rubs have been a hit. Yeah. I mean, I just made – I just cooked, uh, you know, rare – tuna steaks last night with the seafood rub and i i'm not convinced there's a better rub for that type of cooking um you know with fish and flash cooking in a pan etc i don't i don't think you can do it any better yeah it, they do. It, you know restaurant style is what Kristen said and i said well that works for me yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> no they do a nice job man uh yeah check that out for sure um all right uh sherwin you were actually at the track last week man you were at atlanta tire test uh you know what was it like being back at the track for the first time in a long time and uh what'd you see well it was interesting just stumbling upon that to begin with i'm not even sure how i did it except for seeing I think I saw that it was going to be some media availability. So I just started emailing everybody I knew at Atlanta Motor Speedway and 
next thing you know, it was kind of like, yeah, if you just show up, that will let you in and you're grandfathered in anyway on the property. So whatever. Yeah. But you go in and I mean, you know, I was standing 15 feet away from Kurt Bush and Chris Busher and Ross Chastain doing their stuff or local. It was all local that was there. Like, I mean, I'm local obviously cause I'm from Atlanta, but, um, you know, I was, I'm probably the more <laughs> having a podcast. I was the more, you know, Seasoned uh, nationwide. <laughs> yeah. Nationwide than anybody that was in there really, from what I could tell, they were all like from local Fox stations or, you know, around, you know, Macon and Atlanta and, and so forth. Um, and just doing their, doing their thing. But I mean, what I noticed was the banking, like it'll, ju if you've spent any time at Atlanta at all, the banking jumps off the page, um, that, and they widened the front stretch significantly. They took a lane of grass out, uh, that used to be part of what they call the football field. That was that, you know, the quarter mile track, the, yep. the legends track. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Legends track is all still there. They just paved a whole row that wasn't paved before. So it looks huge coming down the front stretch. Um, now, one of the things that uh, they were discussing on the Jeff Gluck's podcast that I stopped listening to so I could jump on with you was that Atlanta kind of got caught in this, you know, got the streams crossed or whatever, like Ghostbusters style. And, <laughs> They built this track to support this whole notion around the 550 horsepower engine package. And then come to find out they've chosen the 670 package everywhere else. So what you're going to see at Atlanta, based on what Kurt Busch and Ross and Chris Busher said, is that it's going to look a lot like Daytona for the first half of a tire run, which means two wide, probably maybe some three wide. Uh, could be as much as five wide off a restart coming down the front straightaway as they fan out to take advantage of all the extra space that's there. But it's also going to be a lot like plate racing in, in the respect that if you pull out and make a bad move, uh, you're going to fall. You're going to, you know, you're going to throw out the parachute as my uh, co-host Rusty says, and you're going to go backwards 10, as many as 10 rows potentially, at least early in a tire run. So, um, it's going, it's going to be interesting. They, the way they were talking about it was, uh, it, you know, they, they're probably already coached that they need to be as positive as possible. Sure. I mean, there's yeah. still, there is still the stigma from 2007 for anybody who's old enough to remember Cowbush winning at Bristol in the first COT, um, and, and getting out and say, this car sucks, yeah. <laughs> which was one of the, was one of the primary reasons why Rick Hendrick fired him was over that mess because NASCAR was none too pleased with that bad PR angle. Um, anywho, that's a time, another time, another place, but, um, it seemed like they were genuinely interested to see what was going to happen when you get 36 cars out there. They didn't really – they weren't drafting around each other while we were there. I think they did some of that stuff the day before when the trucks and the Xfinity cars were also there. There might have been some playing around that was happening. Wouldn't shock me to see the trucks and the Xfinity qualify in single car runs faster than the cup cars. We've already seen that in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, Atlanta is going to be different than every other intermediate track in that we are going to be running a super speedway style 
motor package there. Well, you know, I, I, I think that's interesting, you know, because it'll, like you said, you know, the, the first half of a run is, is going to be super speedway ish. Um, and if they make that groove, like you said, possibly five wide coming out of four, you know, is it going to get a little old if we, you know, just start getting restart after restart because no one wants to give up any room and, you know, we start clipping fenders into one and we just keep lining them up and wrecking them up, uh, you know, without necessarily it being a big one. It's just a no one wants to give up any room on the track. And here we have restart after restart. Yeah, I, I would I would say that it certainly is a possibility based on what they said until we see it play out. I would say that's that's probably in the cards. It, it's probably more likely than the big one, as they say, that you would have, you know, several of those two and three car incidents in a row. Sure. Because of what, especially especially if we get you know, these restarts are so slow to begin with that, you know, if you just pull out and miss just by just a tick and start flying backwards and you got people that got it right coming forward at the same time, there's not, a, it's like Daytona in that respect. There's not a lot of room for that to be going on without cars running into each other. Sure. Absolutely. Um, all right, man. I want to talk about a, a driver change uh, in the Xfinity series. Um, everybody knows how much I love talking about college racing. Everybody knows Landon Castles, a, uh, a good friend of the show. Landon Castle to college racing. Uh, were you surprised when you heard this one? Uh, from a performance perspective, no. From his desire and ability to be sponsored in a car that we know can win, yeah, I was. Um, I'm happy for him, I guess, is what it amounts to, because he's going to have a chance to actually win races in that car. And, you know, it's going to be one of those things where that whole, yeah, he does really well in a car that runs 22nd. He gets it to finish 18th more often than not. Well, sorry, buddy, you're in a car that runs third to fifth. You're going to need to win races. So let's see what you got. Yeah, no, this is a... Uh... Uh, it's, it's definitely a, I mean, my eyes are going to be glued. Uh, I know, you know, calling their trophy hunting, they're going to be glued to, to, to seeing what they can get out of that car. Um, I am, I'm excited. I mean, this is that chance that, you know, guys like him talk about needing to get, to be able to go out there and, and make something happen and make a, a, a career for themselves. And I mean, Landon's got such a huge following, uh, from a, a social media perspective, from a quote-unquote underdog following, if you will. He's got such a following from the sim racing world. Uh, you know, a lot of eyes are going to be on on Landon, on Colleg, And, I mean, if, if he's able to go out there and do what we've seen this car do, uh, I, I mean, that's only going to help many different avenues of of this sport as from a virtual world from a you know in-person world I, I think it's going to be great if if he's able to go out there and capitalize on it yeah i think that's probably one of the things that's helping him get a shot at it is that he is so active in that digital space that's become as popular it would appear as the actual racing the real cars itself is and if he can draw more of that crowd that really 
is a gamer type crowd that hasn't really ever crossed in over into wanting to understand what makes the real cars go fast versus what makes the video game or the simulation go fast. Um, that that's nothing but a win for everybody. If they can, if he can bring some of that, whatever that is in, that's not already there. Uh, or maybe, you know, that digital media or not media, but the gaming simulation world, um, you know, that, that, that crosses over all the different genres of racing as opposed to just stock car racing. Sure. So it could pull, you know, it could pull some, IMSA type folks that never cared about NASCAR over could pull some open wheel like European style racing over some karting. Fo- you never know. I mean, if it if it has that impact and and certainly him winning probably would and it would open up doors for more people to go. Hmm, maybe there is an avenue. I mean, we're already seeing William Byron and Alex Bowman. I mean, Bowman obviously raced, you know, for real, for real. But, you know, Byron really just sort of grew up in that simulation world, and now he's at the peak. Yeah. And, you know, there's if Landon's doing it in Xfinity and he's doing it and Byron's doing it at Cup, now there's a real avenue, potential success for people to, to, to jump off of a computer simulator and into a race car. Yeah. No, it's 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 got a lot of positives, that's for sure. Um, we, we've had some driver changes cup side of things uh you know kurt bush making the move over to 2311 kozlowski over to 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 roush um you know we've we've got um to benedetto's running moving down to the truck series uh we got ryan priest joining Stuart haas as a reserve driver um you know no official news from a few others. Uh, what do you think, man? What's what's the what's the story you're watching to see who makes the biggest impact with their new seat? Well, I, that's a great question because I think there there's compelling stories all, all all among that group of people. The Ryan Priest one may be the one that I'm most curious about because, like, his story is so interesting. Like you just want for that guy to have success. Um, his he pro proved some people wrong in Xfinity before getting to Cup, and we know what that ride is, and we know what it isn't. Um, maybe maybe this is the chance. This is the I mean, people are going to point to Alex Bowman every time this kind of thing comes up, and not everybody's going to be able to do that. Sure. But it would be if it leads to something else. I mean, there's we still got we're looking at three or four guys that are on the edge of retirement, and whether they're capable of being replaced by younger guys or not isn't that isn't always the case. So that's cool. De Benedetto, it's I mean, if there ever was a put up and shut up time, it's now. Yeah, like that that dude just PR'd his way right out of the good graces of a lot of NASCAR fans, myself included. And I'm not going to root against him because I don't think there's a whole lot of value in that. Um, but, you know, he's not exactly going to a one, a truck team either. No. Yeah. So what's, yeah. what's going to happen there? Sure. I, I'm not sure. I, I'll tell you this. Um, I've, I've been something of a Kurt Busch admirer for a long time. I've been steadily increasing my vocalism about my, um, admiration for him as a driver and what he's capable of. I'm a full-blown fan. I'm buying Kurt Busch gear this year. Sure. 
I, I'm re- um, I mean, I, I'm just doing it because, I mean, the whole Michael Jordan connection, I can suspend my not-so-great feelings <laughs> about Denny Hamlin uh, because of how much I like Kurt Busch. I, I just like that he keeps being the one to get these chances because there's a reason for that, and the reason is the guy can flat-out drive a race car, and he's learned from his mistakes as well as anybody in the sport ever has. Sure. I, uh, I, you know, between him and Brad, obviously they're two of the biggest names, two of the biggest moves in the sport. Um, you know, and, and to me, it, it's a matter of, all right, you've got Kurt Busch going into a new organization, their sophomore year, and you've got Brad Keselowski making the move over to an organization that's just been not even a blip on the radar as, as far as the competition perspective is concerned. I mean, um, you know, Roush Fenway, if my math and, and quick research serves correct, you know, they haven't won a race since 2017. And then you probably got to go back another three or four years before a win before that, you know. So they've just been, you know, limping around the track, if you will. Uh, and, and that's not what Brad Kozlowski wants to do. Uh, he's looking for a, a new challenge, you know, it, from his career. He's done the driver thing. He's going to go do the driver slash, you know, ownership thing now. You know, we've seen Tony Stewart have success with that. You know, can he go and be that next guy to have, you know, that kind of co-role success? We've seen Denny Hamlin do it. He's now gone out, won a race, uh, you know, won races for a different team and, and, and all that. So, I mean, I think obviously those two are going to be the biggest stories to watch to see, you know, what they can bring to their new organizations. Yeah, Brad certainly uh, is sort of the top of the heap in terms of the focal point of, of the big changes this year and whether or not is is Roush race out Roush Fenway Keslowski now is it rescuable um Brad's got every ounce of forward performances support and if he can't make it happen there wouldn't be anybody who could um and uh just a second we'll take a brief time out here to say uh rest in peace Bob Keslowski absolutely uh, another loss uh over the holidays um, and, uh, you know, I hope for Brad's sake that that's, that that's just more drive to get it, get it as right as he can. And I, I assume that, it, you know, he's never lacked for drive. That's for sure. Um, we know we can drive a race car. Can Roush, can they put one under him or can he be the driver of the boat, the ship that gets it all right. And with just with, you know, Roush kind of as a sidekick. Well, you know, so I wonder you know, am I making too big a leap here to say what happens here maybe determines what happens to, uh, you know, Richard Childress Racing and, um, you know, Richard Petty Motorsports, you know, those three organizations as a whole have kind of been just there, right? Not really making noise in, in too great of, uh, you know, you know, with a megaphone or anything like that, um, you know, is... Is this maybe are they looking to this to see what they need to do to maybe switch things or what not to do if this doesn't work? Well, I think a big step for Petty is getting out from underneath that debt that they've been carrying for so long, um, which, you know, when you partner with a billionaire 
airplane builder slash operator, um, that that'll help. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you know, there's a lot of things about, you know, petty name carries with it all the, all the things that the petty name should, Sure. but the thing that it's been carrying with it for about 15 years now that a lot of people probably aren't as privy to is the somewhere between seven to $9 million worth of operating debt that they accumulated over the years. And hence the four different mergers they've made over the past 25 years. I hope this is the one, but I, you know, I'll have to believe it or I'll have to see it to believe it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there. All right, man. Uh, a little different shakeup to the start of the season. Um, you know, we're, we're not going to be at Daytona for two weeks. Uh, we're going to go out West for the clash at the LA Coliseum. Um, is this, uh, you know, overhype for an exhibition race? Are you buying into it? Where are you at with it? I don't think it's overhyped. Um, if anything, I think it's kind of passe. I, they really, they've been kind of low key outside of the NASCAR world up until they managed to squeak in a promo onto the Fox NFL broadcast over the weekend uh, with a completed version of what the track looks like now, which is a completely paved infield at the LA Coliseum and the racetrack walls in place and the entry and exits to the track, et cetera. Um, I, I don't see how this can hurt, especially with a short track on, you know, on the horizon in the process. It's not a wish list thing. It's happening. You know, uh, we're going to have Martinsville West at Fontana here in a real short order. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a market that, that NASCAR lost very quickly after picking up. And they need it back. They really do. And I don't, I really don't care what the dyed in the wool Southeastern NASCAR fans have to say about it because they clearly don't understand the way big business operates. If they don't think we need LA. No, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm excited for that. I, I think that's going to be a great addition to the West coast swing in, in lieu of the traditional uh, Fontana, uh, if you will, I'm, I'm, ex- you know, anytime we can get, you know, an extra short track in yes sign me up for that uh i've been very vocal over the last five years on my take on exhibition type things i will tune in just because it's not going to be the typical clash shit show of uh you know 22 cars with 12 limping around the finish line so to speak like this is actually going to be you know worth the the time investment into it so i'm excited from that i'm excited to see i guess what what i'm really curious to see is does a a uh, a temporary track surface not a temporary dirt surface but an actual asphalt track surface provide good quality racing and if and if so uh you know does that maybe shift some direction from some of these intermediate tracks that have been missing the boat over the last few years is, you know, something needs to be done there. I'd certainly be interested in seeing if it does. I mean, I don't know uh, the biggest issue we have with these super venues that, that were all the rage starting in the early nineties. Um, 
not even starting in the early 90s, really starting in the 60s. But as a result of the whole, you know, concerts moved out of smaller venues into gigantic venues and and racetrack operators were trying to capitalize on things like that, multi-use facilities. Um, I think the way of the Kansas model is probably more likely. I mean, we know for sure, without a doubt, Atlanta has been trying for three or four years now to get a casino uh, in downtown and then also a casino at the racetrack and, and do very much like what uh, what Kansas has done. Uh, state of Georgia is obviously a tricky state to do any kind of weird business in because they just be weird. We're still behind <laughs> the times on the THC stuff here, too. They don't know what the hell to do with that. Um, but I don't as far as temporary asphalt surfaces go or hard surfaces, that's probably going to be tough. I think that's just uh, that's a pay it forward kind of adventure. NASCAR was willing to say, we'll just foot the bill and see what happens sure. as a marketing tool for the West Coast swing. Maybe that is enough to get people excited to see something that looks like the madhouse in Greenville Pickens or uh, not Greenville Pickens, but um, Bowman Gray, uh, you know, some of that old school asphalt, tiny little tracks on football fields. Um, I don't think there's been a there's not a lot of that out west for sure. Um, certainly not with big stock cars on it. Yep. Yep. Um, I, that was some of the joke with the the running joke was what is this NASCAR stuff doing on the football <laughs> broadcast? And what in the hell have they done to the L.A. Coliseum? And it's like, well, and they're like, oh, they're going to struggle to hit 25 miles an hour. And I'm like, no, average speed is going to be about 82. Average speed is going to be about 82 miles an hour. So yeah. sorry, yeah. Charlie, to yeah. bust your bubble, but it's going to be a hell of a lot faster than you think. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. And that's what's going to make it fun to watch and, and to see you know, the potential preview to what we're going to get at the, at the, as you called it, the Martinsville West, which I think they should just call it that. I think that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> um, all right, man. Uh, early headlines, 2022. What are we going to see? I think what we're going to find out real quickly is, is, you know, is what Kyle Larson was able to do in last year's car, specific to last year's car or is it just Kyle Larson being in ultra top fl top flight equipment you know is the rest of Hendrick going to be chasing their own teammate to see who's the best car in the sport um and and can anybody can anybody else keep up yeah at this point uh you know beyond you know the the Gibbs folks are going to get their five or six but are they going to get their 10 or 12 like maybe they used to um are any of these any of these teams going to have a breakthrough win that's not not to belittle what bubba did but is anybody going to have a breakthrough win that's not a restrictor plate style or super speedway style with the rain situation um you know is somebody going to break through in that respect is atlanta really going to be you know daytona junior uh, if it is, we're going to see the exact same thing again in July. And does that mean Atlanta gets to keep their race weekends because it looks so cool? They're like, yeah, this is neat doing it on a quad mile and a half oval. Uh, or is it going to be like, mm, we just did this three weeks ago at the Firecracker 400? Sure. Yeah. 
I, uh, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I, for me, two headlines are, you know, are we talking about Stuart Haas getting back to victory lane or are we not talking about Stuart Haas getting back to victory lane? And my other headline is, is, you know, about the car. Are our fans buying in? Do we get a better racing product or is it, you know, same old, same old, which I, based on what I've seen from the testing, uh, I, I think the speed's going to be there. So it's a matter of, you know, what do we see when we get all 36 cars on the track at a mile and a half and, and really seeing what this car does in traffic. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. So we, they did allow us to come right up to pit wall during the tests at Atlanta and Kurt Busch did a stop and go sort of pit practice type situation where he pulled in, stopped, waited the amount of time that it would take to change the tires, put it in gear and left. And while the cars don't sound that loud on track at pace in single car runs in the pits, they are louder than I remember any stock car being. And you can hear stuff happening in the rear end that you used to not could. So here's a little technical lesson for everybody at home that doesn't know this. When you pull into your pit stop to change four tires in a stock car, the first, the right sides go on with the brake supply and the car in neutral. Then while the, while the carriers are moving around to the left side of the car, the driver takes his foot off the brake, puts in the clutch pedal and puts it into gear. And then is operating both pedals at the same time and the gas with his heel. Well, there's all kinds of moving parts in that rear housing now because it is independent rear suspension. So it clunked around two or three times when, when Kurt slammed it into gear and you're like, huh, I wonder what's going on in there. So I'm, I'm very curious to see, you know, what independent rear suspension really means. You know, that's supposed to eliminate any of the discussion about limited slip because that's all about solid rear axles anyway. So I'm curious to see if that makes Martinsville or somewhere like that uh, even more fun to get around or the corner speed's going to go up because of it. Uh, certainly junior said that testing at Bowman gray, that car turns way, way better, uh, than the old car and the brake package is absurd is kind of what the general information was. It just, the car just slows down. Like you don't even <laughs> like it really, really slows down when you hit the brakes. <laughs> nice. Um, all right, man. Uh, last thing for me. Well, I got two things. Number one, uh, you know, it's it's early. Uh, we really haven't talked about uh, too much of the schedule, but I know we want to get back to the racetrack together. What uh, you know, what what's what's on the bucket list if we can make it happen in 2022? Well, obviously Atlanta, um, right out of the gate for me. Uh, you know, it it's it's less than a 30 minute ride for me. We're going to be doing media stuffs again, which, you know, that, that includes you whenever it is, you can come back. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, uh, the girl, the girlfriend, my girlfriend's going to benefit from, you know, her first cup race. She's going to get to do it with a media pass, which is cheating. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you almost got to take her somewhere else first just to like, you I know. know. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I, well, I want to take her to, to the dirt track in Sonoy and say, let her see that and go, this is what, this is what grassroots racing is <laughs> right. 
Now, and then we're just in the stands. We're going to come home all dirty. Yep. Then we're going to go to the big track and you're going to see it from the perspective of you're going to be allowed to go places. You can't go anywhere else. And Absolutely. that's just bottom line. Yeah. And, um, but I mean, I'm, I'm trying to cook up all kinds of plans. I don't know if you remember Evan Roller or oh, see yeah. him wandering around in the Twitter sphere, but yes, yes. you know, he's got, uh, he's warming up to camper. We're trying to figure out where he's going to go and where I'm going to go. We're going to meet up. I mean, all the things are in play that could be in play. Um, I'd love to go to Michigan later in the year when you think get things settled with the baby. Yes. So that's um, uh, the first half of the year uh, definitely is probably uh, up in the air. But, uh, you know, Lindsay knows how badly the last few years I have been dying to get to Bristol and Martinsville. And uh, between Michigan, August 7th, uh, Bristol night race, September 17th and, and Martinsville, October 30th. Those are like spaced out, I think perfectly to where I could make all of them maybe work. Uh, I definitely have ample time off this year. I've got, uh, you know, I, I, I've got almost five weeks vacation to play with. So, uh, four day weekends are, are not, uh, you know, out of the scope for me. So it's just a matter of, uh, you know, making things work as, as we get closer. So uh, lap traffic PETM will be back at the racetrack uh, for sure uh, in 2022. So that's. Uh, oh, no that's, doubt. That's no good. doubt. That's I was showing. Thing. Yeah, I was showing Kristen pictures of Bristol at night. And uh, I was like, yeah, these stadiums are all nice. They play college football in. This is the real stadium. This is this is this is where and I was happens. like, this stadium holds one hundred and sixty thousand people. She's like, you've been there. And I said, up until COVID, I hadn't missed that race since 2007. Yeah. No, that's, she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is for real. I told you that yep. once I get healthy again, this is for real. This like is, racing. This, this is, is my world. Thing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Um, all right, man. Last thing that I've got for you, uh, are we going to hear Rusty Sherwin, the PETM podcast on the airwaves this year? I don't know. Um, I actually asked him earlier today if he had given it any thought and he hasn't gotten back to me yet. Um, he just got back from a long weekend up in the mountains and you know he, that much time off it's really it, it almost it creates a whole new roadblock it's almost like starting over sure um i i think i i'm not sure what his interest level is i think he's probably been concerned all this time about where you know what am i capable of doing well sure. guess what i'm capable of doing just about anything now um so i hope i hope the answer is yes um it was just too fun. Even if it's once a month, maybe, I don't know what I could convince him to do every week's probably not going to be a thing ever again. I would imagine, um, just because we're just so, you know, once you get out of touch with it, you know, that's why I always urge people keep doing it. No matter what, just keep doing it. Because if you, if you let a week slip, it becomes two, three, four, five. Next thing you know, you quit altogether. Um, and that's kind of where we're at, but it, I mean, our hand was forced to a degree, but, I, don't, I mean, he was certainly interested in all the stuff I shared with him about being at Atlanta and asking me questions about it. So I know the interest is there. Cool. I think he's just been waiting to, like, to figure out, okay, are you really healthy enough to get back into this sport 
two feet at a time or what. And I think that was kind of the kicker was here. I am at land motor speedway and cars are going fast and I'm, you know, I'm pretending to be media. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, um, I mean, I know I hope like hell to hear you guys. I hope like hell to be back on, on your show sooner rather than later. Uh, worst case, uh, you know, you, you've always got a, an invite here. Both of you guys do, uh, that, that's, that's no question over here. So, um, you know, worst case you guys make appearances, uh, here to, uh, to keep the voices out there and, and keep things going. And, uh, you know, live tweeting will, will be here. Like, I mean, the baby's going to sleep its ass off a lot. So it's just going to be me, me holding the baby in one hand phone and Twitter in the other watching racing this this year I honestly think I'll be able to watch more racing this year because you know it, it would it, years past it would be like you know on a Friday night I want to watch a truck race Lindsay wants to go do something and I got to fight tooth and nail uh we're now we're just gonna be home so you know I'm gonna hold the baby and watch racing so I'm I'm pretty actually I might have more to say on Monday and Tuesday nights so we'll we'll, we'll see what happens there is some peace of mind with that comes with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, knowing that you're just not going anywhere. Yeah. Like <laughs> we're here for, we're here. Yeah. We're not, there's no pressure to go out. There's no pressure to do anything except be right here. And we might as well have the TV on if we're going to be here. And it might as well be on racing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's where I'm at with it. I'm like, I'm, steadily whacking Kristen over the head. I'm like, I don't care if it's satellite internet. You just got to get some of it so that I, you know, I love it. satisfy my urge. I mean, I was running around the house a little bit this fall, like trying to find that one spot where we get three bars so that I could leave, a, leave my burner phone there on NASCAR.com to play the scanner and, you know, hope the guys aren't cussing too much so the kids don't pick up on it. Right. Although I'm sure they, uh, <laughs> I'm the bad influence in the language department in that house. <laughs> oh, me too. is <laughs> uh, really good about it, except for when she's talking to me, but me, I'm just, <laughs> yep. I gotta watch it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I will be called in. Mr. Crowd, do you know what your son said? What's wrong with that? <laughs> right. Did he use it in the right context? That's what I want to know. <laughs> That's the rule. Not, then him and I are going to have a talk. That is the rule. <laughs> if they do, then it's just a, hey, don't do that. Right. Yes. Yes. Well, man, listen, uh, this was so much fun. It was it was great to catch up. Great to talk. Uh, great to hear your story, your success. Um, where can everybody follow you and the show uh, for the hopeful uh, premiere of PETM once again? Well, you can follow me at Pregame Engineer. That's where I'm the most active now. Kind of has been since the PETM went into hibernation, but it's still there at PETM Podcast. I try to put the racing stuff over there as much as I can, um, and then the PETM uh, YouTube page is still there. There's a complete archive of everything that we ever did there. Uh, video going all the way back to like the 70th something episode or something like that. You know, we were we were getting pretty close to 300 before we gave it up. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I I'm 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 optimistic to where 
maybe a month ago I was not at all. I'm a little more optimistic now. That's awesome. I think if we can get Rusty back to the racetrack, that might be the one final thing that uh, tips the tips the apple cart the right direction. I love it. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 266 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Twitter, at Lap Traffic PC. I'll be back in another week or two with some, with some uh, fantasy news on the 2022 Lap Traffic Fantasy League. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Lap Traffic Podcast. See ya!